Hello, friend. Welcome, Carm Capriato here, episode 507 of Remarkable Results Radio. Now, this episode, it can be your blueprint in becoming a successful leader. Look, if you own a business, your business, you can't ignore the responsibilities you have to your people and your customers. Pushing through these responsibilities takes learned disciplines as you start to understand that you are the CEO of your organization. Yes, Chief Executive Officer. And I'm with Bob Greenwood, who has made it his mission to guide you into your role as CEO. That will pay off greatly in the future when you would like to sell the business. Because I believe in the future, uh, not so much technicians will be buying the future business business people will be buying the business and they will evaluate your business and how you go about things to make net profit. Welcome aftermarketers to Remarkable Results Radio. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hey, welcome, Carm Capriato, the Automotive Aftermarket Podcast guy here. Hey, thanks for being here. Please share this with a friend who you know needs to hear this lesson on becoming the CEO. Hey, don't forget, we produce three different aftermarket shows each and every week, and you'll need to subscribe to each one of them, but just once. And yes, they are free to subscribe. Go to a special page on my website, remarkableresults.biz slash listen. You can do that on desktop or on your smart device, and that page will easily direct you to the links that you need to subscribe on your smart device. Actually, if you do this from your smartphone or tablet, it's even easier. Hey, I can't wait to be with the Napa Auto Care team at the 2020 Napa Expo. The plans are coming together and in their final stages. Now, it's not too late to join Napa, including suppliers, industry experts, and your peers in Las Vegas, April 6th through 9th, 2020. Now, it's where you'll discover the latest news and industry information. So contact your Napa store for all the details on how to enroll. I'll be there moderating a really hot topic, doing live shows, and recording future episodes. Please stop by and say hi. Hey, I'm with Robert Bob Greenwood, AMAM, the president and CEO of the Automotive Aftermarket E-Learning Center. Bob's an aftermarket business coach, international business instructor, business consultant, and author. Hey, we talk so much about becoming the CEO of your business on our podcast that I asked Bob to give us some guidelines, some understanding on what it takes and disciplines that we must follow to become a great CEO slash leader of our business. Bob is passionate for the shop owner in what he calls the new aftermarket. Bob says we're no longer a trade, but a profession. Now that's so true. He's been outspoken on the CEO mindset, re-reing your business. Now, you got to listen to understand that. And five bridges the CEO needs to cross. This episode's Talking Points with Bob Greenwood can be found at remarkableresults.biz slash E507. Understanding the meaning of being a CEO, Bob believes most shop owners who are originally technicians see the term CEO as the corporate office. Now, that's furthest from the truth. It's your role and responsibility to your team, customer, and company. If not you, then who else? Hey, warm welcome to my friend Bob Greenwood from the Automotive E-Learning Center. Hello, Robert. Hey, Carm. How are you? I'm great. You know, you have kind of coined in, the, in our industry this thing about, you know, become and 
a CEO of your company. And it's amazing when I talk to other coaches and they talk about CEOs, that's the thing Greenwood talks about a lot. It's, I think the future is a CEO. It's a name I think the aftermarket uh, shop owner is a bit nervous about. They probably think it's like a big corporation terminology versus really thinking about it's a position in a business. And uh, to take that position seriously and look at it, what should I be doing as a CEO and how do I get there? So it starts with a mindset, obviously, uh, to understand that I've got to move to the next level of the new aftermarket. And you've heard me say it before, the trade days are done. This is a true profession today. And as a professional shop, as you grow and move your business forward, you've got to take that position to guide it and to bring the team together and put everything in. That's a CEO's position is to step out and really look at it from the, about the 10,000 foot level as to what that business is all about. So you take on a new client and, you know, part of the uh, first getting to know each other is you start talking about this and they say, you don't understand, Bob, I'm not a CEO. Where's the conversation go? That's a, that's a good question because, you know, we don't offer business management development in the schools uh, when a person is taking their license to become a technician. And I've always been an advocate that, uh, you know, th those classes should have at least eight to 12 hours of business training to be, you know, as part of your certification. So you understand the business. Um, but we don't, we're not there yet as an industry and it's a shame so the average uh, technician takes over a shop has had no business development training so when i take on a new client i, I start to talk about the position the new position as to where we're going to go and it, it doesn't happen overnight uh, this is something that can take two to three years as because you're starting to change the entire culture of your business and then you look at it and say okay i've got to step out of the base and I've got to work on the business, and we've heard that terminology. But now I've even got to take one more step, step out of the business completely to manage it. And that's my position. But I've got to learn that position. And so uh, courses are required to learn that position and understand it, and then start implementing the processes. Um, as you know, that a lot of people look at, well, I, don't, I can't find staff. I can't do that. I understand that. But you know what? You should be looking for staff 365 days a year. And you never know when you come across one to start replacing yourself. I'm going through this transition with a client right now. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's a difficult emotional step, but he's excited to get there now that he understands and sees the opportunity of, as to what it could be. We were talking recently on a, on a podcast, uh, I, I don't know if it was a town hall, I don't quite remember, but the words business person came up. And knowing that we were going to get together and talk about the CEO position and your whole strategy about uplifting, if you will, that that level of responsibility, that level of, of, of who you need to be in the company, I said, wow, could I, could I get through to a shop owner with the words, you need to become a businessman instead of, and then a CEO because, <laughs> and I'm, I, I know they're identical, but sometimes people take different chunks of understanding to get to the level you want them to go to. I agree with that. And a business person uh, is a good terminology to start the processes to get there. Um, I just want them to understand where is the ultimate goal. Yeah. 
So let's make sure. And so I, I, I've got an idea that uh, the terminology may be able to be associated with a typical shop owner. Uh, I want you to re and re the business. We're always re and reing on the vehicle. And the first step is to renew the business format. And that's an ongoing necessity to actually compete with the real competition, the OE arena in the marketplace. When you say format, do you mean the model? Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. So renewing that business format, renewing that business model, that is something that you really have to look at now about every three years. Where are we sitting? The secondary is relearn the business. And that means constant technical training and business development. It's not a one-stop at all. That's got to be part of your budget, part of looking forward a year in advance. What type of courses do I have to have for my team, myself, and what kind of content am I looking for? Third one is retool the business. And that's continuous investment, getting the right equipment and software into the business. So that's got to be budgeted for as well. My concern is, is if the business isn't profitable enough to do that, then we've got to really start working on that in the first year, right off the get-go. I love it. Re, re, re. Recertify the business. Now we're talking about the standards to be maintained in the business at the highest levels. And that certification has got to be controlled by the business person. Where are we going? What are our standards going to be? And the final one is reprofessionalize the business, capturing ongoing reviews and methods as to how we are going to deliver our services to our clientele so that they have an exceptionally positive experience. And, you know, every, every time a client comes in, it's got to be a positive experience. It is all about the experience when I'm in your building. Bob, I love these. There's five re's. Renew the business model or format, relearn the business, retool the business, recertify the business, and reprofessionalize the business. These are perfect. We talk about an opportunity for me as the former tech, the former service advisor, now the business person who's really looking to improve my profitability and, and all the things that it comes with that level of responsibility. And it, I, I, I kind of love where you're going because you're showing that what's the duty of the CEO? You really helped in five succinct strat tactics here set up the role of responsibility. It is a responsibility and I'm trying to keep it as clear as possible. But keep in mind too, all that is not accomplished overnight. It's got to be a process. Mm -hmm. And I always say it is usually two to three years. And another way of looking at it is what I call the five bridges that uh, a CEO, a business person must learn and understand. All that does has to be taken over time to move that forward on the re and re's. But understand too, is that it all requires a mindset of change of how you look at your business. So I developed the five bridges that a CEO or a business person must cross. And I, I'm trying to keep it very simple. So if I'm re and reing my business, what bridges must I cross to get there to implement the re and re program? Well, the first bridge is the ability to manage change. And if you 
look at change as an ongoing issue in our business today, in our industry. And you've got to be ready for change. And I find I've met so many people that just find it so tough to change because they're so stuck in their ways of doing things. And that's why you've got to step out and really look at things. The structure that supports the execution, getting the right balance within your business, making sure that the you're looking at top performing shops and how they do it, studying them and bringing a lot of those tools back to you, getting that structure in place. The third bridge is finding the right people, getting the right people in the right place so they make decisions on behalf of the business and report back to you. The key here is to trust the people that you've hired and educate them well as to what the business is, where we're going, the role of each individual, and how we're going to implement it. The alignment between the shop owner's action and the company values and priorities. Walk the talk, owners. Understand you are being examined by your team every day, and they're watching you closely. Do you say one thing and do another? Or do you make up an excuse as to why it hasn't happened? That ends up killing your credibility as a business owner, as that business person. You're all talk. So show them. Let them see that you're changing as you ask them to change as well. Shop-wide coordination and cooperation. Everybody works as a unit, as a team. Everybody respects every position. And I'm a big believer that, you know, a technician should even spend a half hour on the front counter watching what the service advisor does. And maybe even going back into the administration department. And I know it's boring, but watching what they have to do to make sure that our client base comes back to us and continues to grow. So those are bridges that have to be passed. And it's not easy. But if you sit and take each one, one at a time, and just clearly think about it in your own business, then I think you can come up with some really great solutions and keep that process going forward to make sure that re and re has been implemented. So Bob, uh, so many in our industry are small shops, half a million dollars or less, two, three people. It's the quintessential small business person. We seem to be talking about stuff that only works for a multi-million dollar big business, you know, eight, nine, 10 people or more. I understand that perception, but the fact is, is that you look at, I've, I've worked with two bay, three bay, four bay shops, and it starts with the mindset first of the owner. Now, if that owner has been in business 30 years and is looking at getting out, well, that's, that's a different road. But say the owner is maybe in their late 20s, early 30s, and they have a three bay shop or two bay shop. The first question I have to ask and we have to discuss is, what and where do you want to be in your future? Is your idea just to remain here and do this and that's all you're going to be doing? Or are you looking at saying someday I would like to own a larger shop, getting into a six, eight bay operation and being able to get there, that level? If that is a desire, then these things are very relevant to the individual's development as an owner, as a business person. They've got to be open to it. They've got to learn it. And that's a big one. They've got to learn it. But that's where, again, a personal coach comes into play to keep you on track and to have those discussions with the business person. 
but they're all very, very relevant to every size. But it all starts with where do you want to go in your future? What type of shop do you want to be? What size? And if you have that desire to get to that level, then these are very relevant. I want to be small. I want to stay small. I don't want to get too big. It's complicated when you get big. Then there's a place. There's a role. Um, you're, you're, you're going to get only so far, I, I, I imagine. And then you're going to be challenged on a daily basis to, to bring the groceries home. Correct. Correct. So think it through carefully. You know, um, you've got a plan for your future. You've got to be in a position to say, how am I going to financially be? Uh, I don't think you want to buy yourself a job. I don't think that was ever the intent of opening a business. But my concern is, too, is to understand liability exposure that's coming into play in our industry. And it's enormous. So you better understand exactly how your business is going to be. Um, but, yeah, if, you, if that's the way you want to be, there's a role there. Just understand it completely, what your limitations are. Hey, it's Carm here with news about the new Napa Smart Sign, previously known as the Digital Menu Board. I like to think of it like a silent salesman on a TV near your service desk. It's an easy way for you to increase customer awareness of your current promotions and educate them about needed repairs and service. In other words, having a Napa Smart Sign will supercharge your sales. Napa Auto Care tests have shown one out of five consumers ask for a repair or service they've seen on the board. And targeted promotions resulted in double-digit increases. One auto care shop owner said, I've received amazing feedback. Customers are actually asking for additional services they see on the screen. Now that's what I call getting results. You choose the content for your Napa Smart Sign from a library of auto care services and repair topics. The Smart Sign comes with preloaded content. Just about anything you can think of is available from alternators and alignment to wiper blades and wheel bearings. There are over 150 topics to choose from. Templates can be customized with your location branding for a professional look. Some of the options include customer reviews from Kukui, Demand Force, or MechanicNet, live news, and even the weather. Whatever content you choose... It's preloaded for you. Just as important, it's easy to change your services, prices, and video content anytime you'd like. Plus, the latest Napa national promotions are downloaded to you automatically. Of course, having a Napa smart sign gives your auto care center a professional, state-of-the-art look and feel that tells customers, I'm on top of my game. Now, that builds trust, which means recommendations are accepted more readily and customers spend more. Find out more about what Napa smart sign can do for your business. Talk with your servicing Napa store owner to find out more about the smart sign and all the other reasons to become part of the Napa Auto Care family, the largest network of independent repair shops in the country. So I love the concept of having the vision. What do I want to grow up and be? I, I'm not being negative. That's something I say all the time. Carm, what do you want to grow up and be? Because uh, I think it's it's the kind of mindset that makes you want to challenge yourself and to learn, be a continual, you know, I, I call it being a perpetual student and always wanting to learn, i.e. value of the podcasts. So if I wanted to grow up and be big, then I, I need to at one point in time say not, I need to have the owner's mindset. I need to become the businessman and ultimately the CEO of this business. And I have to understand what my responsibilities are. You told us in the beginning, it's a multi-year process. If I had an accountability coach, business coach, consultant, would I be relying on that individual 
in that relationship to be sure not only are we worried about the KPIs, but my personal development. That is a, uh, a very personal relationship, um, and I take that very seriously with my own clientele. Uh, yes, I'm constantly talking about their personal development and where they're going and how they're getting there. And part of my job as any business coach is to make sure your client stays on track to their desires after you've all completed a good conversation and agree that's the right route to go to. Um, there's no use having a, a route that's not going to work for the individual client. So you've got to look at the capabilities of a client and where they are and where they want to go. And then, okay, uh, do we have a roadmap for that person to follow that makes sense for them? So it is a very personal relationship. And that's why you hear the other business coaches, and I totally agree with them. You've got to find a personality that fits with you as a business coach. You know, it's very important, very important. As I said a few minutes ago, Bob, I love the re-things, renew the business format or model, relearn the business, retool the business, recertify the business, re-professionalize the business. Could you do a, could you help us with each of these? Sure. Let's start with renew the business format or business model. Renew the business format and model. Now think about the old aftermarket was a mechanical repair shop breakdown and repair and who ran their business on specials to attract car count and then all of a sudden technology starts to introduce within the industry and the shops that hold on to the old business model are really starving and struggling today because we haven't got the training in place for the the staff to handle the new technology so when i say renew the business format it's we are moving to what I call a service on need business model where we don't rely on the customer to come back in. We build a relationship to develop a client relationship where we manage the vehicle on behalf of the client based on how they drive it and their expectations of their vehicle. That requires a lot of conversation to get there. And then we are managing their service intervals. That's a whole new format to move your business to. And when you're managing that, then all of a sudden the client realizes you've got their best interests in mind. And that's the trust factor that gets built. You know, when I hear you say this, I think about uh, changing how we set appointments and try to go to the dentist appointment model. I mean, that's the business model. That would be service as needed because we know when you need it. Correct. Anything going on with your clients in getting there? They've done a long way on getting it and making sure that they take that time to have those communications and conversations and educating the client mm-hmm. yeah. as to that value proposition that they're bringing. And it is a value proposition. Think about that. Then the second one was relearn. Relearning the business is not only just technical training, but also business development for the uh, business person. Now, my biggest issue here is that. We don't seem to plan for our development of ourselves and or our staff. We kind of wait till somebody comes in. Oh, by the way, this course or this class is going to be here. Would you like to go? Kind of a a different mindset that doesn't make sense to me. I got to do an inventory of my team and say, okay, what education do they require to make sure that they can perform at their top of their skill level? And I've got to find those classes. Now, in some cases, I may have to fly a person to another city to get that class. 
That's okay. I'm going to plan for it though, because they're going to be out of the shop and I've got to look after that. I've also got to plan for myself. What education do I require? And where am I going to get it? Who can I talk to about various classes? And I'm a big believer that before you sign up for any class, make sure you review the content that's going to be instructed or discussed in class so that's covering your topics. And I even like the idea of getting the phone number of the instructor. Can I have a short conversation? In your agenda, you're saying you're covering this. Does that mean you're going into full depth on that topic? Because I'm really, I really need that. And if the instructor says, absolutely, I will be covering it fully. Now you know you're moving into a class that gives you the content that you're specifically looking for. And if you don't get it, ask for your money back because you were promised that content and you didn't receive it. I know a lot of the instructors, various technical instructors in business, they are so focused on delivering quality content today. It's not, it's not a sales game. You are really into it. And this development must be ongoing. And I've said it many times, if a technician now requires 100 hours of training a year in their own development, management requires six to eight days of development each and every year that they should be attending. Whether it's through various associations or various companies, you've got to have that information. Our industry is changing so fast, so fast. And it, people aren't keeping up because they're too busy because they're understaffed. I've got to learn that. I've got to figure that all out. But at least as soon as I understand what learning is about, I'm now positioning myself to be that business person. Bob, would you consider AMI as an option here? Yes, absolutely. They've got some great material, great instructors. And uh, yes, I think you should work on your designations. I think the AAM designation is phenomenal. That's a great start. You get your head wrapped around that. Automotive Management Institute. We have a page on our website, link to it. It's great for the kind of relearn for leadership uh, as, as a CEO. Great stuff. Number three, retool the business. Retooling is making sure that we've got the right equipment for the vehicles that we are servicing with our clientele. Operative word, tool. The interesting thing is, is do you have the right access to the software as well? When you look at 100 million lines of software code in an average vehicle today, and they're predicting by 2022, 2023, up to 500 million lines of software code, now I got to be able to analyze the vehicle. Do I have the right tools to analyze the software? Do I have the right skill set in our team that can do that? So, yeah, retooling is an ongoing issue. And let's wake up here. It's going to require more investment than ever because it is getting expensive. But that is why profitability of the operation is so critical in running the business. So we can do all this stuff. Very important indeed. Bob, an average, let's just say three to six person shop, any idea what they would budget for training? For training, again, that's where the inventory of the staff is to what level they're at. If you're, if if you go from a level one to a level five, or if they're at a level two, how am I going to get them to a level of three? Going through that analysis, but I've seen shops where, you know, they budget anywhere from 10 to 15,000 a year. And that is making sure that they are obviously paid for their training. I spend that on marketing. Uh, I can't spend that on training. Well, that would be a big a knot. Yeah, exactly. That's an investment too, by the way. And you can measure that return. 
Thanks for bringing that up. Truly, it shouldn't be on the expense line, although it is. When you look at it, that needs to, you know, you, you need to know that there's an ROI associated with it because you know you're going to be more efficient over there. You're you're actually, you know, I, I just think of the value that you bring to the culture of the business because you, you have an educational commitment and people want to stick around for that because they know you're going to train them. Even the shops that uh, close down and go to Vision, I think it's just phenomenal. Isn't it? They are really building their business. And I'm confident that their client base really respects that. They're saying, wow, you guys are awesome. You close the shop to go and get educated? Wow. So that, to me, is a very important criteria to have that mindset that education is never an expense. It's an investment that we can see a return. I have done classes where I've seen shops literally close down and bring their entire team right from administration to the techs, to the service advisor. Everybody's attending a same business course. And you look at the investment they made there. They not only have to pay their people, pay the tuition, they had the travel arrangements in some cases, and their shop was closed. And everybody says, look at the sales they must have lost. Isn't it interesting? Those owners have reported back to me. They got their investment back, everything, within 45 days because everything became collusive together. That's, to me, uh, one of the, the biggest uh, gets of bringing the entire team is everyone becomes on the same page. And there's an awful lot of respect given back to the owner and the challenge that they have to bring all of these businessmen CEO responsibilities to bear on the business from from team to customer. It's like, oh my, I had no idea how hard it was to run a business. And the interesting thing is, is the conversations that take place either at breaks or lunches or the night and back uh, are unbelievable. Like everybody's coming together. No, is that what you meant? Now I understand it. <laughs> But yeah, good stuff uh, so far. Thanks, Bob. Number four, recertify the business. Recertifying standards in your business. And again, let's talk about you're moving to a service on need business model. So our standards have got to change in how we communicate with our clientele at the front counter and behind the scenes. How are we educating our clientele? That is marketing dollars that you want to spend is internally educating your current clientele as to the value proposition that your business is moving to, to make sure their vehicle is safe, reliable, and efficient. Because that's what we're hired for. And so we talk about the certification of our standards and starting to talk about the certification of our team and the qualifications they have. This is a great education to your clientele so that they gain confidence in you. And again, that trust factor is building all the time. So we want to be at the highest level possible. And that to me is a standard. And you've got to be as a business owner that that is the level we are going to. I'm glad you brought the value prop up and, and it's in there under, you know, certifying the business standards. We've been doing a lot of talk about value prop lately. I think it is a critical building block. I mean, talk about foundation that the business can rest on by having that. Right. It is a foundation. And that will pay off greatly in the future when you would like to sell the business. Because I believe in the future, uh, not so much technicians will be buying the future business. Business people will be buying the business. And they will evaluate your business and how you go about things to make net profit. 
what is your processes? What are your standards to make sure it's in place? And that is worth a lot of money down the road. A lot of money. Wow, great wisdom there. Number five, re-professionalize. Amazing what professionalism is. And if you look at an average shop, what is your experience when you walk into it? Is it professional? Do they look professional? Do they act professional? Do they carry themselves with professional character? Um, And some people say, well, that's being snobby. Not at all. Not at all. I have a, a concept where you step on that property of that shop, it's showtime. You are there to serve your clientele. And we want to make sure their experience is exceptional every time they're here. So the shop is clean. It's organized. The building is, is always being looked after properly. The environment that the client comes into is welcoming. We acknowledge the client as soon as they walk in the door. We'll be with you in a minute. If you know the name, Mr. Jones, whatever. And the fact is, is that you get to a standard where you compare with the competition and you beat them completely. I've always stated to my clients, I say, next time you need a repair on your own vehicle, take it to the dealership and document your experience and you are going to see how you beat them. And that is getting to a professional level of making sure you execute better than anyone. There's nothing wrong with that. Right from your appearance and uniforms, how do you look? How do you conduct yourself? That is a professional experience. I've shared this in the past, Bob, this old gallon of paint concept that, that I came up with. God, it was ahead of me 40 years ago. And even if you don't do anything with the paint, I want you, if you're listening right now, I want you to go buy a gallon of paint. I don't care what color it is. Just go buy white and then bring it to the shop. What am I going to do with it, Carm? You're going to put it in your hand and you're going to walk out to the curb. And I want you to evaluate your business. I want you to look at it. Take your manager, take your team, take your wife, take someone, take a customer with you. That gallon of paint that's in your hand is just reminding you that you're looking at your business in a completely different way. And paint can go a long way of making it look nice, but it still depends on you having to open the lid, put the brush in and do something with it. And, and, and that, that gallon of paint probably weighs, ooh, 10 pounds or so. And, and I want you to carry it because that physical movement of that, what am I doing? I'm, why am I carrying this gallon of paint? Well, because you're evaluating outside, inside, you know, the whole curb, the, the bathrooms, you, you walk through the entire place with this paint in your hand. And that's the notion of what you're doing. Evaluate your business. And, you know, and again, I love the professionalism thing that you're bringing up. The website's got to match what people see when they walk in. You can't have a really slick looking picture on the website and have a unslick business when they see it. Exactly. It's a level. I'm excited about the aftermarket moving to this level. Um, it's the way I saw it 40 years ago. Now we're finally getting there. And I'm excited every podcast that you're doing with all the people in the industry and listening to them, how they're, they're thinking that way, they're moving that way. Uh, so it is making a difference. And I think it's fantastic. Well, thank you, Bob. There's, there's no doubt that uh, every coach, every consultant that we've had on shares your identical passion. Uh, you have, though, championed uh, the CEO mindset mentality all on your own. And uh, I thank you for that. Thank you for pushing this, this businessmen's, we, we got to grow up and be better at being a businessman. We, we have to learn how to do it, uh, kicking and screaming if necessary. 
thank you for bringing this in, you know, your four re-responsibilities, if you will, and uh, the five bridges that a CEO must change. Excellent stuff. I thank you for bringing this to the podcast listening audience. And remember, you're always welcome to bring and share your wisdom. Thank you, Karma. I appreciate it. And uh, I hope everybody gets something out of it. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. 